Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Today's show features Mr. Wes Keeling, the founder and president of Sector K9. Hello everyone, Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Settle in, everybody. I have a fascinating show today. You know, I was on the phone recently with Mr. Wes Keeling, and Wes is the founder and president of Sector K9. And we had such a great conversation. Everybody knows who watches the dot-com magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series that my wife, Kristen, and I, we're passionate about animals. We're passionate about dogs. We love dogs. We have a little dog named Louie, and we've had dogs for our entire time together over the past 21 years of our relationship. We donate to dog charities. We love them. And when I spoke to Wes Keeling and heard what he was doing with dogs and law enforcement, I said, I had to get Wes on the show. It's such a super exciting business. Wait till you hear what he's doing. It's remarkable. So let's get right to it. I have so many questions. Wes, welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series today. Thank you so much. We're very proud to be here. Wes, what you're doing with dogs, I mean, rescuing dogs and then training them up and putting them into law enforcement is probably one of the coolest stories I've ever heard. So, Wes, let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet and tell the viewers about Sector K9. Okay. Well, Sector K9 was um, was founded, and we we came up with the the idea and uh, kind of trial and error with it with shelter dogs within the cities that we worked for. We worked for and within um, that it, it, we had so many kill shelters and the things that were going on. We just said, you know, we, we want to do something different. On the other side of that, uh, we believe that canines are the biggest PR tools that police departments can use. We believe that it bridges the gap between citizens and the police department. And so we decided to take a leap of faith and say, hey, we're going to get a couple of these shelter dogs that are just too rambunctious to uh, to uh, to be to, to be rescued within a home. And uh, we got her. We got two of them. I worked one for two years and for tracking and narcotics and they were great and the dogs we said you know what we got to do this more we got to save more dogs i think it's a and we also can help law enforcement out um and the financial department with that too i love it wes and you yourself you have almost 20 years of law enforcement experience you know you specialized in criminal 
you know, interdiction, narcotics, uh, all kinds of things. You yourself are a canine handler and trainer. This is such a remarkable story. So you go into a shelter, you find a couple dogs that were a little bit more rambunctious than the other dogs because, you know, they were, they were just rambunctious and, and they needed to be trained up, if you will. And you said to yourself, let's bring these dogs home. Mm-hmm. Let me train them up. Let me see if I can make them a, a positive member of a police force or a positive member, I guess, a police officer. I guess these dogs are really yes. police officers. And then you donated them to a law enforcement agency. Is that the way it worked? Yes, sir. That's exactly verbatim the way it worked. Wow. Okay. So let's talk about, so now you're in your entrepreneurial journey. You start saying to yourself, wow, you know, this is something that I can really change the lives of these dogs and Mm -hmm. make an empowering sort of contribution to various law enforcement agencies. So let's talk about the growth of this company because it's a nonprofit, but it's growing through the roof. You've got so many dogs placed. It's really Mm -hmm. remarkable. What's it feel like being the CEO and a founder of a company like this that, you know, is just making such a great difference? Well, there's a lot into that. So, uh, you know, I've been a police officer since I was 21 years old. It's all I've ever wanted to do. And I achieved the goal. I achieved everything that I felt like I wanted to achieve in law enforcement. And, um, you know, when when I took this on, I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm going to prove the world. Um, that shelter dogs can do something special and they can sniff out narcotics and they can track. Um, And it's no easy feat to change a lot of people's mind in that. And quite frankly, we never will in some people's mind, but uh, myself and the guys that are part of this organization, uh, we all believe that, you know what, we're going to go out and we are going to do this. And um, it hasn't been easy um, to transition from law enforcement to uh, president and founder of a, of a, you know, a growing nonprofit, uh, is quite the change, <laughs> but, um, we're confident and we're, we're pushing forward and we're learning every day and we're happy to, to, to do the things that we're doing. I love it, Wes. And this is an amazing entrepreneurial story for the entrepreneurs watching the show. You know, Wes just kind of hit on it. It hasn't been easy, but entrepreneurship isn't easy. You have to keep pushing. And if you're not making mistakes, you're not having challenges. Wes and I both know as entrepreneurs, you're just not working hard enough or pushing hard enough. You mentioned your team. And one thing that's really great about what you've put together at Sector K9 is you put a great team together. I know your family's actually involved (laughs) as well. So let's talk about that because you've got a great team and I know you want to give them some kudos as well. Absolutely. So we have two chiefs of police that are on the the board of directors and we have everyone that has uh, advisorship or helps come and train the dogs. Everybody's a police officer. Um, Everybody is a a, a T-Cole or a Texas instructor. And we we allow these guys to come in and help us and become subject matter experts in the field of canine. Everybody's a canine. We have chiefs that have been chiefs for over 30 years. And they say, you know what, we want to try to make a difference. And these are guys that have been, you know, chiefs for a long, long time. Like I said, over 30 years. And they have canines unit, canine units and, uh, you know, for, for years and had to build them and spend the money. And how are we going to get the money and justify it and the vet bills and everything comes on with canine. So uh, the team is awesome. We can't ask for better people, uh, better invested people that want to do the right thing between people, between society, the dogs and law enforcement. So 
Um, also, my family. My wife is a uh, is a is a registered nurse at a children's hospital. Um, worked really hard. Uh, she became that in her thirties. Um, we have two kids. We have a twelve year old and nine year old. Um, they are back there with me, either filming the dogs or they're, um, you know, they're taking pictures or they're hiding the, the synthetic dope that we use or they're hiding the ball or we're doing whatever we're doing. Um, we believe that we do it as a family and we do it as a team and we will uh, we'll be, we'll be successful. And we believe people will back us. I love it, Wes. You know, for the entrepreneurs watching the show, rewind what Wes just said, you know, when I was on the phone in the pre-interview with Wes, his passion and his ex excitement came through the phone. I said to myself, man, I've got to get this guy on the show because, you know, corporate culture starts at the top. And when the entrepreneur, the CEO or the president or the founder has this type of passion, you know, that breaks through so many barriers. And that's what really leads to great success, which Wes is experienced at Sector K9. And if you love dogs, you love law enforcement, you love what's happening, reach out to Wes, you know, donate uh, whatever you can, because, you know, these dogs, I mean, they eat a lot and, uh, you know, it comes out the other end and they need to be fed and trained and they need to have, you know, the, 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 the training and the facilities necessary to give them a wonderful life now. Wes, I want to talk about the dogs, and then mm -hmm. I want to talk about the about the police forces that are using okay. them. Let's talk about the dogs first. Are there only certain type of dogs that you rescue? And let's talk about that because you mentioned to me some of the dogs that you have already rescued that went through the training that are now doing amazing work for police mm -hmm. forces, that it's pretty remarkable what type of breeds they were. And I think that will be very enlightening for our viewers. So we are not breed specific. We do not say one breed is better than the other for this, that, and other. We say we base it on the individual dog. And it could be a mix. It could be uh, a Rottweiler. And, and some of the things, like you said, and that's why I, I went over that, is we have a lot of pity mixes out there. That's what's majority in the shelter. Um, people, have, they have a really bad stigma about them. And uh, I think the dogs that we have put out, has changed a lot of that stigma within their own communities. Um, and that's important to us also. We want to show every dog can do this. We have Rottweilers out that go out and they track and they, they find drugs and they, they're, uh, you know, the coolest thing about most of the, all these shelter dogs, um, which is a little different than the traditional police, the police dogs, the mouths, the, the shepherds and all that good stuff. And, and, you know, depend on discipline, um, but the shelter dogs, we don't do any bite work with. They, they don't, they don't, we, we rescue the dogs based on characteristics and the individual dog. We want dogs that can go out and be in the public eye, can go to the school districts and say hi to kids and, and do the dare programs and go to national night out and do all those things. So uh, breed has nothing to do with it. We have put anything and everything out. Um, I'm just waiting for a little Chihuahua to, to pass our test that we can train that one too. Um, so, I, so we are not breed specific at all. We are all about the individuality of the dog and the characteristics of the dog. I love it, Wes. It's so remarkable. You know, when we watch television, we watch YouTube, Unfortunately, sometimes these police dogs get injured or actually die in what I call the line of duty and what, you know, people call the line of duty. And it's remarkable when you see the respect that these dogs have from the fellow officers. So let's talk about that because I find that to be remarkable. 
Well, I think the bond um, in, in the dog world, we call that the bond. It's, it's, it's no different than you having your pet. And, you know, when you say, hey, you know, uh, whatever your dog's name is, we'll say George. Hey, George, come here. And they know that they're coming to you. They're coming to their to their friend. Um, that is no different than law enforcement. That is what we teach. We teach the the goo goo gaga voices that that we do with our pets. That everyone does. Um, and the more that we have that bond, the more the officers have the bond, the stronger the teamwork is going to be, and also the ta- the stronger the workability of that team is going to be because they don't recognize it as work. The dogs don't look at this and say, "Hey." Oh man, it's time to go to work. Humans look at it. It's time to go to work, but the dogs are like, Oh man, it's time to go play my game. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So uh, I think the bond is super, super huge. We preach that um, these dogs go home and their family dog at home, go home, enjoy it. If you know, eat some popcorn with your dog, whatever you're going to do, enjoy the dog as a family at home. When it's time to go to work, let's go in the human side. Remember, the, the dog looks at it, hey, we're going to go play our game all day. So, super awesome. Wow, Wes. It's really, really incredible. You know, from the layman's perspective, we watch TV shows and YouTube videos, and we see the police dogs in action. And most of the things that we see are the dogs either sniffing and finding bad stuff, whether it's bombs or narcotics. And then, of course, kind of taking care of the bad guys, which, you know, I have to tell you, I mean, I love watching it because, you know, they're they're doing such a great service. They're keeping the police mm-hmm. officers safe. And they're I find it to be somewhat of a humane way to take down a bad guy right. versus being shot. The cops can you know, the cop dog can take them down by grabbing their arm or their wrist or what have you. But I tell you, you mentioned something about law enforcement agencies also taking some dogs into the children's hospital taking Absolutely. those dogs into senior adult facilities, yep. taking them into the inner city or other communities so that um, the dog can be a great sort of proponent of the police officers and the force itself. So let's talk about that because I find that very fascinating. And typically we don't think about that portion of what police dogs right. are doing, but I know it's an important part of what you believe at Sector K-9, Wes. Right. So we, you know, as with our experience and the things that we've done in law enforcement and the things we've done as canine handlers and trainers and everything else, um, we know that uh, the, you know, the community policing model works um, in, in majority of communities across the United States. So we preach, we train, we, we train the dogs, we train the teams as they come through our handler courses to go out and be part of their community. Well, in training here with us, uh, they do it locally here with us and we go from here to there, but we work with various school districts within our community here that allow us as we train these officers and train these dogs to come and do presentations for the schools, the second graders, the third graders, um, the, the senior citizens, the whatever will allow us to come in and share what these dogs and what these teams can do um, it gives the officers and the dogs training here, gives them some muscle memory of what do I say so they don't freeze when they get out in front of people. Um, but then they go back to their community and we say, hey, you know what, if this national night out, you know what, if you're driving around in your squad car and you see a car show, which that happens, hey, jump, in, jump out and introduce your dog, introduce yourself. Again, we believe that these dogs should be a huge community ambassador, but also bridge the gap between law enforcement and the communities, which 
in my opinion and in this organization's opinion right now it's that is needed more than ever and um we're just super super happy to say you know what this is one program that that literally is about the community it's it's you saved the dog's life a lot of times these dogs are on right on the list of being the next in line to go to the dark room right um but it, it's just special and we're, we're just, we're thrilled and we're happy that people are buying into this. We have over 78 dogs out now and it, it's showing the dogs that are out there um, are showing that, that, that breed specific detection tracking dogs. Um, it's just not a necessary thing to order a dog from overseas to do that kind of work that they, there are some dogs here that can do it. And our job is to, to weed the ones that we believe can do it out and they come from all over the country to us. So that's incredible, Wes, incredible. And I know some of these dogs, like you mentioned from overseas, they can be 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, $40,000. And here you are going into a shelter, saving a dog and then actually donating it. Is that right? You donate the dog to uh, one of the police agencies. Is that the way it works? Yes, sir. So we take the dog in. A lot of times there's a lot of uh, rambunctiousness um, within the dog. The dog's really just hyper. She's been in a cage for months. Who knows? And so we get the dog. So we spend a lot of time with obedience and teaching the dog um, the limitations of being a dog and, and how, to, how to mind and how to enjoy being obedient. Um, and then we train the dog for narcotics or tracking or both. And then once they're done, uh, we have a list of departments that apply to our um, our website. And once they once we take those departments, we do certain things on this side to make sure um, there's nothing within that city that would uh, that would kind of fail them out of that process. And there's a whole list of things that we look at. Um, we don't have a lot of cities that apply that uh, fill out. Um, if they want to do it and they have the understanding of what this this can, this unit does. Um, we are going to do everything we can to help them. So then once they're selected, you're right. They're donated. Then doesn't cost the PD anything. Zero dollars, zero, nothing. That's incredible, Wes. And that's why it's so important to support sector K9 because of what you're doing. And when you really think about it, it's just remarkable. When you go to the dog shelter, mm-hmm. Wes, how do you determine <laughs> Which one is the one or two or three that you're going to take, you know, because there's probably 30, 40, 50 to choose from. How do you select which dog, you know, is would be the best for your program? Well, that's a it's like I always tell people, I was like, if I could write a book and put that in words, I would be a rich man. Um, but it is so hard. Uh, you I, I would tell you just like I would anybody else. I think it's experience. I think it's understanding what dogs are and what they're doing. Are they distracted? All the things that go in just dog behavior um, is something that is very, very, very difficult to understand um, to someone that is um, not knowledgeable in that skill. In that skill. Um, so I would tell you, we base everything on the individual, like I mentioned earlier, but there's certain tests that we do. We have a YouTube channel that if, uh, shelter in Georgia or shelter in California or New York, they say, Hey, we think we have this, we have this really just energetic dog. And they just, every time he sees a ball, he won't leave it alone. So we say, okay, here, there's three testing um, things that we, that we require on the video. And 
Um, like I tell everyone else, it's much more than just those three skills that we're looking at within the dog where we want you to video this and send it to us. And then we'll have a conversation um, and maybe do some, uh, you know, some some uh, live video with each other and kind of figure out what whether this dog is going to be selected or not. But there's three main tests that we do. It's called a bucket test where the we we toss a, a ball into a dark area, which is a, a five gallon bucket. Dog goes over. If it doesn't have any problems, that's simulating a, um, a fender well. Getting maybe, you know, if it's 3 o'clock in the morning, dog's searching a car. It's got to go underneath. Maybe the odor is under the spare tire, um, the, you know, the, the narcotics. And he's got to go under there. That's what that simulates. Will the dog go um, in drive, go in there? So that's one. Two is a hunt drive test. So we basically throw a ball 30, 40 yards and or doesn't really matter, 20 and in some about three to six inches of grass, doesn't matter, the taller the better. Let that ball settle. We'll spin that dog in three circles and we'll let that dog go. And we want to see how long that dog will use, will hunt, use his nose to find that ball or that toy and not look at the human for help. We want the dog to be independent, to go out and use his nose. Um, and then the third test is just a simple vehicle test. We just put a ball on a tire. Will the dog run over there and grab that ball off a tire? Yep. Okay. Go to the second tire and we work our way around the car. Once they do that, if they do good, majority of the time, again, those are just three simple things. There's a lot of things we're looking at within each one of those tests, but, um, if they do that and they have good characteristics, Hey, we'll take them. Wow, Wes, I love it so much. And there was something you said earlier, I just can't let it pass because the people watching the show, they're going to be saying to themselves, did I hear Wes say that he had a chihuahua or some kind of small dog in the program? What did we hear there when you mentioned that earlier? I want one. Um, Constantly looking. Our smallest dog is we've trained a poodle, like a toy poodle. Um, And we talked about this in the pre-show. the toy poodle is it, people are like, Oh my gosh, I don't want it. Well, I had a chief that called me and the story on the dog is I get the dog. The dog was here for a while. Cause police departments, you know, ego wise, wouldn't, wouldn't let that come in there to, to their department. So I had an older chief um, call me and he was from out of town and he said, Hey Wes, I want a little dog that can ride in my front seat. And I want to be able to pick him up and carry him like a football to that car, set that dog down and say, find it. And that dog run around that car and find that, find the odor if it's there. I said, chief, I got the perfect one. And still the day they're now retired, but uh, they were on the, they're on the street for about five years together and did some really cool things. I love it, Wes. It would be so cool to have a chihuahua with a little yes. police vest on and maybe maybe can sniff out, you know, things that need to be sniffed out. So it's just remarkable. And you can do magic. I mean, for the people watching the show, I had a pre-call with Wes, and I've got a Pomeranian, two years old. His name is Louie, and I love him so much. And my wife and I love him. But he started barking a little bit when I left the house. And I'm not sure if it was separation anxiety or maybe he missed me or maybe he was warning my wife that I was leaving. So I said to Wes, what do I do? And Wes gave me two very simple things to do. And here I am like five days later and it's already fixed and Louie doesn't bark anymore when I leave the, leave the house. So Wes, thank you so much for the great training advice you gave me. Just two or three simple ideas you gave me was really remarkable. Now, Wes, I want to talk about the entrepreneurial journey a little bit because People are going to be watching the show and they're going to say, wow, you know, 
Wes has almost 20 years of law enforcement. He came up with this idea. I mean, nobody ever thought about this before to go into a shelter, rescue a couple dogs and then train them up and then really give them to a police agency. You're 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 a first in breed. Uh, and that's a pun. You're first in breed to do that. So so entrepreneurs watching the show, they might be saying to themselves, wow, you know, this guy really he's really built something really interesting. Did he ever have any doubts? Did he ever have a brick wall that he had to get through? Did he have any potholes along the way? Because they're looking at you now after placing 60, 70, 80 dogs, and they're saying, wow, this is a successful nonprofit. But for the younger entrepreneurs, Wes, watching the show that are maybe having a tough time right now in their business, maybe you could give some words of encouragement or some words of advice to those people that are aspiring to become great. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'll go with the walls and the potholes and the, the, the trials and tribulations that we go through. Um, again, I was a police officer for uh, the, the, I'm still a police officer. It's my 18th year. And uh, to, to leave that career and, and jump into something that I didn't know would work, wouldn't work. Um, and, and just say, you know what, I'm going to go all in. Um, that takes a lot of, uh, bravery, but it's a, and I didn't realize how brave I was being at the time. I have two kids. I have a wife that I have to support. So I jumped into this and I said, you know what? Um, I'm going to make it work. And the, the biggest advice that to jump into this that I received, uh, from other people that I highly respected that have businesses, they said, never will you have a successful business if you do it part-time. You will have a successful business if you have to make it work. So I jumped into it with that attitude, said, you know what, I'm going to do it. And there was a lot of people say no. There was a lot of officers and police departments say, hey, I don't want a shelter dog. Um, There were and I'm talking about the potholes and there was there's always another hole. Every time it seemed like for the it's still that, that way sometimes now where there's a hole there. There's there's somebody always out there that says, no, you can't do it. Um, I believe that there's always going to be somebody there to try to throw a wall up and say, nope, can't do it. It's not going to work. It's, it's, it's halfway done, whatever there, you know what you, you know, up here and you, you have confidence in yourself. And I believe that with confidence in yourself and the ability to go out and to say, you know what, I'm going to make this work um, and stay humble within yourself to do that. Um, I, I think is a very special thing and I don't think everybody can do it. Um, there was a lot of times in my career, um, in, within this journey that I was like, man, did I, can I do this? Is, is this going to work? And I think we all have those thoughts as humans, but I think it's also super important to, to, to take good, good night's sleep, maybe have a glass of wine and say, you know what, what's important, what makes me happy tomorrow? And if what you're doing makes you happy and inspires you, um, inspires others, that's where I get my motivation. It inspires others to do great things. And that right there, I think that's how I did it, where I sometimes I have to just settle myself down, ask myself what's important and what inspires me to, to do it more and to do it better and to do it harder and to move, push forward and to have interviews like this and be grateful that we were able to have this opportunity. Um, it, it means the world to us. It, it tells us we're doing the right thing and, um, and God's looking out for us. I love it, Wes. That's for sure. 100% those negative people we call dream stealers. And you just hit on something 
very important because a lot of people have sort of what I call their day job. And then they start something on the side and, and, and they don't know when to transfer over yep. to the side job going full time, but something yeah. in their gut or in their mind will tell them when that happens. And, and like you said, mm-hmm. when you find something that you're passionate about and you love and it starts building some momentum, it makes sense to kick all your chips into that one pot yeah. to keep that going and get it going at a high level. And that's what you've been able to do. The team you've assembled is remarkable. They're world-class, uh, their love of dogs, their love of police departments, their love of combining the both of those to a, to a wonderful degree is really remarkable. You've got your entire family involved. You mentioned your wife who became a nurse and, and, and your kids are involved. I know your kids' pictures are on the website. I love that so much, Wes. What you're doing is a game changer. What you're doing is really I'm going to call it, you know, uh, this is the game changer interview because nobody's done what you've done and now you've successfully completed the mission and now it's now time to scale it. And you need people to help you understand, help you that understand the power of what you're doing. I would imagine waking up in the morning, Wes, and I know you've only sliced out a certain amount of time here, so I only have one more question, but I know... I would imagine waking up in the morning, it must feel pretty great knowing that you've got all these dogs out in various communities. They're protecting people. They're helping people. They're becoming the best friends of their trainers. They're they're a, a beacon of light for the various police departments that they work with it. You know, I think of seeing these, these dogs and I see them with their police vests and man, it just makes me feel so good. And I love seeing them around. And I know that they can be trained to be very vicious if they need to be, but also they're trained to be a beacon for that police department. What's it feel waking up in the morning for you and your family, knowing you're doing so much great stuff? Well, I tell you, it, it's hard to uh, stay positive sometimes, like we've talked about. It's hard. Sometimes you wake up and you're like, oh, here we go again. Um, but I think you have to – when I wake up, I get up, I have a regiment that I do every day. And I go back, and every time I walk into that kennel, there's 12 dogs back there wagging their tails. And I can look at each one of them and know exactly what, they're, what they went through before they got here. And, and to say, you know what, you were in a shelter for six months, eight months, a year, two years. And those dogs are happy to see you no matter what mood you're in, no matter how of a, maybe a, a negative night you might've had, or what's going on in your life, or you, you know, you got sick kids or whatever's going on. Um, so I would tell you when I walk in that kennel, the, the, to be able to walk in there and all those dogs are happy or to wait, you know, it, it makes me, it inspires me even more, but also I get text messages all night long. I get pictures all night long of officers that, that have our dogs that are out there doing things and they're working nights. Um, I don't work a lot of night shifts anymore. Uh, <laughs> my, my day is usually from five to about six o'clock. So it's my, I got about a 12 hour day and every day, but when I wake up and I see these stories of the dogs going out, maybe tracking a civilian down that, that needed help that might've got lost in the mountains, um, kids, or, you know, uh, maybe tracking a bad guy or, you know, got a cartel member coming in from South Texas and, or whatever the case is with all these drugs and all these things that are going on negative negatively in our world um, to, to wake up and have those is, is super awesome, but it's gratifying 
more than anything. It's super, super gratifying to wake up and say, uh, to get to do the things that I do, have the context that I have, and to have the officers that, that support us and the law enforcement that supports us. Um, so again, without that, we don't have, you know, we, we can't be where we're at today and having this, this awesome interview. So, um, it's gratifying, it's, it's humbling. And, um, I think it's super important for society and the world to have others do what we're doing or to do similar things that, that and have the passion to do it. I love it, Wes. There's so many animals that really could do great at this mission. There's so many departments that could use additional support in their canine division. It's really a remarkable thing that you do. A great entrepreneurial story. And of course, thank you for your service, uh, my wife and I, and of course, the viewers and listeners of the Dotcom Magazine show support you and, and everyone in your, in your line of work because it's just so important for our society because you guys serve and you gals serve, and it's remarkable. So I wanted to thank you so much for coming on the show. It's Sector K9, everybody. Reach out. Reach out today to Wes and, and have a conversation with him and see what you can do to participate. You know, I was walking down the street the other day, and I saw a young lady, and she had a shirt on that said, I like dogs more than people. And I'm not 100% sure, you know, if that's a hundred percent true, but I certainly understand what she's saying. So mm -hmm. it's a great thing you're doing, Wes. Congratulations to you and your family and the other top professionals you brought on the team. It's a remarkable group of individuals. Thank you so much for coming on the dot-com magazine entrepreneur spotlight series today. Hey, thank you guys so much. And we'll look forward to the future.